Hello everyone, my name is Claire Spencer and it's lovely to be able to share a reflection with you today from Romans chapter 8 verses 22 to 26. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So one might say this is a passage about groaning. Have you been groaning these last weeks and months? Groaning perhaps because of pain, illness, weariness, boredom or straightforward discontent. Maybe your groaning has been one of resignation. But here, three times, in three slightly different ways, this passage speaks of groaning with a rather different emphasis. In verse 22, Paul says, We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. What does this mean? Well, I think he's speaking of the physical world that we can see, touch, experience and appreciate as beautiful and wonderful. And yet we recognise that it is not right, it, not as God originally made it. In some way, the creation itself is in distress. Paul personifies creation when he says that all of creation together is groaning. But this is not just the groaning of pain or distress. It is an expression of longing and expectancy. The previous two or three verses describe the creation as subjected to frustration or futility and in bondage to decay. But this does not lead and will not lead to destruction. No, the very creation itself is waiting with eager expectancy for something, something wonderful. Like a woman in childbirth, the creation is looking forward to new life, to liberation which comes about through the full and final revelation of the children of God, and that's us. The creation groans, but in anticipation of the wonderful revelation of God's purposes, the birth of something new, the full glory of all the children of God. Paul says, we know this. Do you know this? Do you have this perspective as we look out at a world marred by disease, flood, drought, earthquake, and most particularly human sin? The creation is not groaning in despondency, though, but in eager longing and expectancy for something so much better. That's an amazing thought, isn't it? But what about us? Well, Paul goes on to say in verse 23, not only so, 
But we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. So yes, we also groan. And for us, this is somehow linked to the fact that we also have the Spirit of God within us. How is this? Well, it raises the question, I think, of what is it that we long for? What are we sighing for? At the moment, there are probably many things we are longing for, like to meet together again, be with family again, to hug again, to share a meal with others again. Yes, I long for these things too. But this verse speaks of a longing and inward groaning for something much more wonderful. What does it say? We ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. We groan with deep sorrow at the consequences of sin, but also with eager expectation for all that lies ahead. The Holy Spirit has been given to us as the first fruits of a huge harvest of blessing to come. The Spirit is but a foretaste of the glory that awaits us. In Ephesians, he is described as the deposit guaranteeing what is to come. And what is to come? Our fully realised adoption as sons and daughters of the living God, including a brand new body. Romans 8.15 tells us that the Holy Spirit has already brought about our adoption as children of God and indeed enables us to cry out, Abba, my Father. We are already adopted into God's family. And yet there is so much more to come when we actually enter into his glorious presence as his children. So this gift of the Spirit gives us a deep longing to be with our God and Saviour. Or does he? The trouble is, I think, I'm often much too much bound to this world and such pleasures as I find in it. Whilst we can enjoy and be thankful for what God has given us now, these verses point to the futility of simply making pleasure in this world our goal. We have a future beyond all expectation to look forward to. We were saved into this confident, assured hope. If all our hopes are only to be found in the here and now, then that is not true hope. How we need to keep our eyes fixed on the real goal, the real prize, and to know that inner longing to see and be with Jesus as he is in all his resurrection glory. But before we finish, let's just think a moment about the third reference to groaning in these verses. Verse 26 says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, or as the ESV puts it, with groanings too deep for words. Who of us does not feel weak? Who of us does not often feel, I don't know what to pray or how to pray? To all of us then, 
What could be more encouraging than these words? What more could God give us to help us in all our weakness than his spirit himself? He is in us and with us to strengthen us. And in particular, he helps us when we pray. Sometimes the burdens and struggles of life seem so great, we don't know how to pray. We just feel weak. If that's you, then listen to this. God does not chide us when we feel like that. He helps us. When we don't know what words to use, he intercedes for us without us having to find the words. Sometimes in prayer, we just need to come to God in all the weakness and inadequacy that we feel. We can come to God with our confusion, our longings and distress. He sees and knows all that is in our hearts. And it says here, the Spirit himself intercedes for us. How wonderful is our God. We live in a broken world where there is suffering and sin and the very creation is groaning. But it is groaning in anticipation and eager expectation of the glorious redemption of the children of God. And so we too, in all our difficulties, look with spirit-inspired eagerness to the glorious hope that we have. And if we are feeling weak, finding prayer difficult and confusing, and the Spirit of God himself knows how to help us and how to interpret our inarticulate sighs and longings. Such is God's grace towards us. <laughs>